what God's going to put Jameer, you or something else. Everybody loves Jameer. Isn't he amazing? I tell you, I'm not trying to put him on the spot, but he, you are amazing. He's an incredible minister, too, and on top of everything else. He can preach. He's got a great Bible study he gave to me. What's the name of your podcast? Living in the Overflow. Well, we'll check it out sometime, all right? All right. Hey guys, and welcome to a little sneak peek of what's coming to Overflowing Ministries and Living in the Overflow podcast. We're so excited to have you here, and I'm just going to dig right in. Um, God laid it heavy on my heart to talk about this this um, topic that we're about to dig into. Um it's for the suicidal, depressed, and anxious. And God laid it heavy on my heart about six months ago. And it's it's nowhere easy to think about or even say. It might have caught you off guard when I just said it just now. But that's not what God has called us to. God has called us to help those people. As I um, began to go through the halls of my school um, this week, it was very evident that there was... um, a heavy, even even in the first two days, there's a heavy weight of oppression and depression. And it breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart. I got I got to talk to a few people who were struggling with it, and I I lost sleep. I may have got three hours of sleep each night because I was up all night praying for this person. And when they reached out to me and they told me what they were going through, they were just posting stuff on social media, but the Holy Spirit quickened in my moment that something was wrong. And not a lot of believers even use that gift that God has given them because they're too afraid of what others will think. Well, I'm I'm sorry to tell you there's a world out there that needs you to act on faith, not on what other people say. And I'm sick of seeing people broken. And when I see these people, they're broken. Torn apart. Manipulated. They've been abused. Their view on God has been distorted. But they see him as as a guy with a whip 
to point out and tell them when they're wrong instead of a loving father who wants the best for their children. And I, I cannot no longer act. I'm, I'm, I, I gotta take this seriously. I was gonna preach and run the podium today, but that's too intimidating. I want an eye-to-eye view with you to tell you this. Firstly, before I talk to the heavily depressed and oppressed and suicidal Christians, we got to do better. We got to do better. The worst fear in the church and churchgoers and Christians should be that you know someone that did not make it to heaven. It's serious. And I can have all my presentations in the back and everything. But we need to go deeper, guys. I don't need no fancy images behind me to preach. I don't need a mic in my mic. I need a camera and I need a place to sit. But we gotta help people. My worst fear as a believer is that someone in hell knows my name because I didn't say something to them. That keeps me up at night. And too many people at church are worried about the potluck dinner next Sunday than if the person beside them is going to heaven or not. And they won't rely on the tug of the Holy Spirit They'll rely on the acts of the flesh to determine if they're going to go home with the person that they're sitting beside and commit a sin while in the house of God. But I, I, I just stood in the same shoes as the people who I'm talking about today, the people who felt worthless and they felt like they were stomped on. And they felt like they were torn and manipulated and broken. But just just as you see this dollar crumbled up and manipulated and torn certain ways, it still has worth. God still wants you like this. God still loves you. I hear Abba Father saying to his children, you listening to the, watching this video right now, I miss you. I miss you. I miss you, daughter. I miss you, son. I miss when you would go in your prayer closet and spend hours with me. I miss when you would go to church for me and not the food. I miss when you would pray before you went to school or before you go to bed. I miss having intimacy and communion with you. And communion's not just a grape juice and a piece of bread. It's communication beyond words between the Father and His creation. And 
and maybe you feel like a crumbled up dollar bill that everybody wants to step on and nobody listen to me look at me no and you feel like nobody sees you I was there I saw it that's not me saying it that's God saying it to you right now I saw you and I was there holding you you just didn't turn around to see my face. But you don't have to stay like this, distorted and disfigured. God can refine you and craft you and take away all the distortedness and restore you. And you say to me, preacher, that's, that still looks like a worn out dollar. It still has marks. That's your testimony. Just, just like, just like when I was cleaned by the blood of Christ, there was something left over when I was stained by his blood. Your life should be a living testimony. And maybe, maybe you don't feel like you have anything to offer Jesus. Let, let me let me take you to to a scripture in in Luke, Luke Luke chapter eight, verse thirty six. It says, "One of the Philistines asked Jesus to have dinner with him, so Jesus came to his house and sat down with him. And a certainly immoral woman from the city heard they were eating there, and she brought her." beautiful alabaster jar there. Immoral in that term is translated to she was a prostitute. She did lustful, sinful, sexual sin. But she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. The expenses go up to, and what history reports say as, a year's worth of wages. A year's worth of wages is over $150,000 for the average American. And she laid it all out in desperation. It was a Hosanna praise. It was, it was my last call for freedom. I don't know anything what I, what I should do at this point, but I'm running to Jesus because he's the only thing I can run to anymore. I'm tired of running to the friends who feed into my depressed thoughts. I'm tired of running into these friends that when I post something on social media, they don't care if it sounds like I'm depressed or anxious, but they just scroll past it and let me sit with my sorrow and my pain, but they don't look at my soul and see I'm fractured and disfigured and distorted because the people I went to church with didn't only leave me abandoned when I was hurting they abused me and manipulated me what if that was your stance and I know it's some of our stances you ran away from the church some of us because when you were hurting they made you hurt worse because they condemned you Instead of showing you the love of the Father that corrects you, but with open arms. 
and God stands in the same stance. Right now, we were in we're in a stance of His continual grace, a period of of endless grace. But can I tell you, His endless grace has an end. It has a deadline. And the worst part about this deadline, no one knows when it is. No one knows. Not even Jesus. It says, only the Father knows when I shall return. God is sitting on the right hand of the Father, waiting for his Father, giving him the word. And I see Jesus right now at the edge of a seat, just waiting for his Father to say, go. Because he's ready to save his people. But will you become truly one of his people before it's too late? Will you become more than a Christian? Will you become a saint and a follower? of the way, the truth, and the life. And maybe none of this makes sense to you, but let me go back to the scripture. This this prostitute woman ran to Jesus and went into a, a place where she wasn't allowed. And she broke open the perfume and she knelt down and washed his feet with the perfume. Not only did she wash his feet with expensive perfume, she began weeping and she wiped his feet with her hair and cleaned his feet with her teeth. you see me as this preacher that was me I had nothing I had to stand in the stance of Catherine Kuhlman a great evangelist God I have nothing to offer you can I tell you something I was worthless I was past tense before Jesus entered my life I was I was worthless. But can I can I tell you something? Without Jesus, I am nothing, but with him, I am everything because he is my everything. Too many people just make him their Sundays. He's my everything. I don't want to get out of bed doesn't speak to me. I don't want to film a sermon without hearing his voice. I don't want to pray with a person without God speaking to me. I want to be in a continuous relationship with him closer than even with my family members. I want to have intimacy 
And God's saying right now to many of you, will you open the door and let me in? Maybe he's not calling you to be a preacher or an evangelist or pulpit ministry like me. But maybe he's just calling you to pray for the person beside you. But you know what I know he's calling me to be? A daughter or a son. And can I tell you, God has been chasing after you. No one can tell me different. There's not a single scripture where God isn't running to his children. There's not a single scripture where God, there's not even when he was being tortured on his way to the cross, did he ever turn around and look away and try to run away from his opportunity. He bled tears for the sorrow he was about to unhold because he loved you so much that he bared the greatest torture ever. He left, he left his throne from hearing holy, holy to crucify him, crucify him. And that's what it sounds like to God every time you reject him. But God's saying right now, I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. All you have to do is turn. And I'm not talking about a 360 degree turn that leads you right back to where you were because you had a spiritual high for a moment and a breakout revival in your church. But something that changed you from looking this way to looking this way. And the Pharisee Verse 39, and the Pharisee said, The Pharisee said to him, If this man were a prophet, he wouldn't allow this kind of woman to touch him, for he is a, for she is a sinner. God will touch you when you're filthy. God will touch you when you think you're worthless and make you feel worthy. God, I just pray right now that every demonic spirit that is causing this person to have anxious, depressed, or suicidal thoughts, I command by the authority given to me by God Almighty, out in the mighty name of Jesus. You have no place here. 
She is a daughter. She is a, he is a son. And the father is waiting. Amen. The father is waiting. Turn around and run. Because so I'm so far ran the other way that it would take me all my life to run back. It would take me all my life to run back to sin. But will you take this junction I've gave you today and obey God and walk on it and act on it? God loves you. And it's not official yet, but Overflowing Ministries is starting a prayer line. And for anybody battling anything, feel free to message me at this number right here. But more than anything, know this, I love you, God loves you, and he's waiting for you with a ring and a robe. And all of heaven is rejoicing with you turning around, changing your ways and running to God. Dear Jesus, change them, refine them. Lift up your hands if you would, if, if you're in a setting to where you can do that. And say, God, I invite you. Say these exact words. God, I invite you. Show me your miracle working power. Transform my mind, my heart, my spirit and my soul. Change me and show me your love. Amen. I love you guys and I cannot wait to rob hell some more. If this message um, if this message challenged your belief and you got fruit from it, please message me or put it in the comment section. Love you guys. Subscribe, like, and share. Got to kick.